Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, and we are in the ninth week after Pentecost, making our way towards the tenth week. Uh, Today we continue our reading of Mark's Gospel. Though we may have heard the story of Jesus many times, we are trying to listen with fresh ears to really hear what Jesus is saying and doing, and pray that in the process that the Spirit deepen our faith and our understanding, and that we are changed and transformed by the work of the Spirit through God's Word from the inside out. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Mark chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father and mother must surely die. But you say that if anyone tells father or mother whatever support you might have had from me is korban, that is, uh, offering to God, then you no longer permit doing anything for a father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition that you have handed on. And you do many things like this. Then he called the crowd again, and he said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand 
There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. And when, the crowd, when he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then do you also fail to understand? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from the outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart but the stomach and goes out into the sewer? Thus he declared, All foods are clean. And he said, It is what comes out of a person that defiles, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The word of the Lord. They call Jesus rabbi, a teacher, because that is what he is and that is what he does. He has gathered disciples, and he teaches his disciples the secrets of the kingdom of God. He also teaches them, trains them, and shows them how to share the good news of the coming of God's kingdom in Jesus. To the crowd, he announces the good news of the coming of the kingdom of God and what he says and what he does. He heals the sick, he forgives the sin, he feeds the crowd, he preaches good news to the poor. And of course, His teaching opens the eyes of faith to see the true nature of the coming of the kingdom of God. And while Jesus does teach in accordance with Scripture, we learn as we are going along that he evidently doesn't teach in accordance with the tradition of the elders. This example that we read here this morning, a dispute about ceremonial washing, that leads to a comment that, that, that draws the conclusion that abolishes dietary restrictions that had set God's people apart from the pagan nations that surrounded them. This kind of, kind of dispute gives us a glimpse into the difference between Jesus' teaching and the teaching of the Pharisees and the scribes. But I don't think Jesus teaches contrary tradition because he thinks that ceremonial washing or dietary restriction are just silly rules, even though he does say that they are man-made rules. But really, if you look, it's not just simply that they're man-made rules, but they're man-made rules that distract our attention from the true nature of our problem, and that is the problem of sin. It is not that Jesus doesn't believe in defilement or that sin separates us from God, and it's not that he truly discards the traditions Um, but instead Jesus sees and wants to focus and and illustrate the problem of sin located within us. He even gives an example of how the traditions actually prop up these sin that's within us in a way that actually works contrary to God's word and God's will for our lives and for the world around us. Sin is located within our soul, and it's something not that we pick up from the outside world around us. It, we're not defiled by what touches or what goes into us, but, but it is sin within us that shows how separated, how alienated, how unholy we are. And so true righteousness then comes from having a heart that is made right with God by a cleansing of our heart. And when we are clean from the inside out, we display God's intention for the whole world God's intention that the whole world be set right. And it is that work that Jesus is doing for us and his disciples. It is that work that this whole entire gospel is leading towards, towards Jesus' death and resurrection that takes away the sin of our world and brings to life God's new creation. And as we go along, Jesus is teaching us how he will take away sin 
and heal the heart so that what comes out of us is not the evidence of sin with us, but the fruit of the Spirit, the light of God's kingdom, which displays the glory of God in the things that we say and we do in Jesus' name. Now, the characterization that Pharisees are persnickety about rules and regulations while somehow Jesus is more lax and easygoing is false. Jesus' concern for the Spirit's transformation of the heart is in some ways more intense and more difficult to abide than the Pharisees' own superficial compliance to the tradition, as fastidious as that might be. But the dispute and distinctions that we see emerge in this chapter remain with us in, in our lives even to this day, because it seems that there will be some who always, and probably to a certain extent each and every one of us, who always want to take the easy road of a simple external compliance of, to rules and regulation. Tell us what to do and we'll do it. But as we have so clearly witnessed throughout our life, simply following the rules, doing what it says on the outside, doesn't change our heart. In fact, it most certainly will always make us into hypocrites. So what Jesus is teaching is an honest, humble, and sincere faith, an authentic faith, which begins by seeking God's forgiveness, the forgiveness that Jesus gives, by seeking God's healing, the healing that Jesus gives. Not a play act, not a performance. God is making us God's children in truth, not just something we pretend to be. And as we learn from all those parables about the seeds, the kingdom of God, God's word working within us, the spirit working within us, changes us and changes this world from the inside out. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people to set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God, I might renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially this morning, we pray, 
for those who are sick, those who are afflicted and bereaved, for all who care for the sick, for all who comfort the dying, for all who walk with the bereaved. We pray for those who govern the nations of the world. We pray for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare. We pray for all who are doing the work of peace and harmony. We pray for those who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For what else or for who else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.